Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone. So glad that you're tuned in to today's program of Calvary Live. I'll be your host for this hour, Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley. We are here to take your questions and to take your prayer requests on this beautiful day here in Colorado. So give me a call. You just heard the call-in number is 303-690-3000. So grab the one of those open lines, and as soon as the phones start ringing, we'll go to the phone lines. But this is your show. This is an opportunity for you to call and to ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or some of the things we see going on around us, which is a lot. You know, how do we look at it from a Christian biblical worldview? And I think it's important for us uh, to do that, to look at God's Word, to gain truth from God's Word, God's wisdom. God's comfort. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then there's another means for you, as most of you know, to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line. We always ask to make sure that you are in a safe place when you text, but that text line is for texting only. It's 720-336-0897. So give us a text. That uh, text line, by the way, uh, has been open for a while for you to text anytime, 24-7, a prayer request, and there will be those who will be looking at those responding, and you'll have a, a team that will be praying for you. And, and I think that is so, so necessary today. We need to be praying for one another, and that's one of the opportunities that we want to give to you here on the show is for you to be able to call in with your prayer requests so we can pray for uh, those who Perhaps they're on your heart, uh, situations, circumstances, and certainly we will take the time to do that. Now, as you text in a prayer request, as we have time to go to the text line during this hour, we will uh, look at those and we will be praying through those prayer requests. So give me a call. This is your show. Um, and as the callers call in, it will move through the callers. And uh, it's really a blessing. I, I hope that today uh, that we continue to be a blessing to you on this show, whether you're at home with the kids uh, after school, picking them up, maybe dropping them off at practice, maybe you're you're in traffic right now, maybe you're in uh, the fields working up here in Northeast Colorado, and uh, maybe you're on uh, a trucker on I-80. We've had uh, them call us on the show as you're moving across country, wherever you're at, give us a call. We have a a large listening uh, area in Colorado all along the Front Range from Pueblo and Fountain and Colorado Springs. And again, uh, that's 101.7 Grace FM. And then Northern Colorado from Castle Rock Parker up north, up into southern Wyoming, clear out east into Panhandle of of Nebraska. Uh, We uh, would love to hear from you. Give us a call. And uh, so glad that you can be tuning in today on Grace FM. 
and you are listening live on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. want to welcome also all those who are listening all across the country. And we have those who are listening from the East Coast to the West Coast and uh, in the Northwest and Southern California and Arizona and Florida and through the Midwest. Uh, online listeners, as you're listening, perhaps on the mobile app uh, of Grace FM that you can download very easily. Uh, if you don't have it, I would encourage you to do that because then you can listen to not only Calvary Live on your smartphone or on your tablets, but you can listen to all the wonderful teaching that's on the radio 24-7. And uh, I would encourage you to support Grace FM, the radio station. It is so needed. And if you're listening on another radio station, Christian radio station, whether that's Truth or Hope FM, Refuge, whatever, support that local Christian radio station. But the Word of God needs to be over the airwaves, and I know that um, that it is uh, really reaching a lot of people, the radio still today, and just as you're listening, and uh, more and more people are, are finding the program Calvary Live here uh, on the radio and also uh, on the website, uh, you know, uh, Grace FM uh, website, and you can listen or on the mobile app, all kinds of ways for us to connect, even worldwide. Uh, as people are listening in different parts of the country. So uh, we have people that listen from South Africa to Ukraine to South America. Uh, We are connected in technology to do that is so wonderful. So, hey, give me a call. Uh, We got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. So I'd love to hear from you and uh, get those phone lines ringing. It's good to, to grab one of those phone lines early, and, uh, and then we can continue to move along. So, uh, so uh, anyway, pick up the phone, and, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. I do want to welcome those who are listening on uh, Truth or Hope FM, another radio station, a Christian radio station that's picked up Calvary Live. As you listen to the radio, uh, you can call it that number, 303-690-3000. But just to remind you uh, that you are week-delayed, the program um, that you're listening to. But then you get to call today, and you get to listen next week to the conversation. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I want to share from you from Isaiah as we're waiting for the phone lines, and then we'll move on. But uh, Isaiah says something very important to us. He says, remember this and show yourselves, men. Recall to mind, O you transgressors, remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. That's from Isaiah chapter 46. And I really find comfort in the book of Isaiah uh, as uh, we are told that the Lord, that his counsel is what will stand, and he knows the end from the beginning. It's interesting. Uh, he didn't say he knows the beginning to the end. He knows the end from the beginning. And we know that we can go to God's Word, and we can get his counsel, which is truth, wisdom, uh, which is good, and we can be established in this Word. And it reminds me so much, as we read in the book of Isaiah, we read earlier in the book about how there's king from um, from Judah, Ahaz, he was not right with God, and he was told that he was to seek the Lord. Uh, there was these two kings, the king of Israel and Syria, that were coming against them, and Isaiah said, seek the Lord, ask the Lord, and he wouldn't do it. 
and he wouldn't um, go to the Lord, and his heart wasn't right with the Lord. And and so it was uh, Isaiah that came to him and said, Ask, and you shall be established. If you do not believe, surely you will not be established. And the thing is, as we go to God's Word, we're going to be established. We're going to be established in truth. We're going to be established um, in uh, wisdom. We're going to be established in that which is going to benefit us and bless us in every way. It reminds me of Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah at the end of his ministry that he says to the people, you have not listened to the Lord. And they were taken, a remnant of the people, after Jerusalem was destroyed. And we see that as uh, the remnant of the people would go off to Egypt where they were told not to, that Jeremiah was told to put some rocks there at a certain place, and that's where Nebuchadnezzar is going to come in, the king of Babylon, and uh, the people are going to experience difficulties and death and destruction because of their disobedience. But it tells us something, and that is the Word of God is rock solid, and we can stand on the Word of God. We can build our house upon the rock, Jesus Christ. So when the storms come, and all of us have been in storms lately, that we can just be ones that, um, you know, that we're able to stand because we are the ones that are wise, as Jesus said, is the one who hears the words of minds and then does them. So, hey, we got all open lines. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know you're out there. 303-690-3000. Yesterday, we had a really busy day with the phone line, so I'd love to be able to uh, have you uh, give me a call and love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. We got a text question. We're going to go ahead and go to that. When I think about the future, I get upset. I even become angry because it seems like we are getting further away from God. I fear for my kids and grandkids. How bad is it going to get before the return of the Lord? And I think that's a question that a lot of people have in their hearts and in their minds, that as we look around, there's the uncertainty of everything that has taken place. Uh, People are very nervous about how in three weeks from today we have an election. What happens if this person wins the election? What happens, you know, if the shift of power happens? All these things that take place. And the thing to remember as Christians is that we are going to be ones um, that uh, have a wonderful future that is ahead of us. We know that uh, how the story is going to end, and it's very important for us to keep our eyes on the Lord. Now, how bad are things going to get before uh, the return of the Lord or before the rapture of the church? I don't know how bad it's going to get. We do know that there are certain signs that are pointing to the soon return of Jesus Christ. I believe that the Lord can come for the church at any time, Uh, We do know that Paul would write concerning the last days, as he was writing to Timothy, some of the last words of Paul the Apostle, that he said that in the last days, um, that it's going to be perilous times, it's going to be very difficult times. And he gives the description of the character of men. He said men will be lovers of themselves, of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, uh, having a form of godliness but denying its power. He goes on and he begins to tell us what it's going to be like in culture and in society. He says there's going to be those who are going to have corrupt minds. There are going to be those who are going to be of counterfeit, and um, they're going to lead people astray. 
So it is going to be perilous times in the last days. Matter of fact, it's interesting that that word perilous is used in one other place in the New Testament, and that is in Matthew chapter 8, when when the description Matthew gives of the demoniacs and the Gadarenes that were very fierce. So it's going to be fierce times. Um, it's going to be a violent time. And so we know that as we progress closer to the return of the Lord, we also know that Paul would write that the time's going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they are turn their way, ears away from the truth. So we're seeing some of these things that are taking place, but we need to be in prayer. I believe that we need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying for the elections coming up. We need to be praying for um, you know, the people around us, because everything that we're seeing is speaking of the soon return of Jesus Christ. So we have a wonderful future. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord. How bad exactly it's going to get, I don't know. I don't know how bad it's going to get. Um, I do not um, hold to the uh, some of the popular doctrine that's out there in some circles of Christianity, a new apostolic reformation, that the you know church is going to grow and grow and take over the world. Um, you know the church is a restraining factor, but we're not going to take over the world, and then we'll usher in the second coming. Uh, we're going to see that there's going to be a falling away. We see that in the last days there's going to be those turning away from the truth. We see that it's going to be perilous times, and he goes on to say that that those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It could be that persecution is going to increase in our nation, in our country against Christians. I don't know. I pray for an outpouring of God's, um, you know, you know, blessing and outpouring of His Spirit on this nation. This nation, I pray, would turn back to Him and uh, call upon the Lord. That is our hope. Uh, but how exactly bad it's going to get before the rapture of the church, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it does concern me that the United States is not mentioned in end-time prophecy. It concerns me very much, and uh, we see that the things that are happening are speaking and pointing to something, and that is the culmination of things that will take place in the tribulation period that will bring the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so uh, give me a call if you'd like to talk about those things, 303-690-3000. And would love to be able to pray with you or to answer your questions. So grab one of those open lines. As, uh, we're going to go to line one to Desiree and Thornton. Desiree? Hi. How are you? Um, I'm good. Just got a lot of things going on, Pastor. I have a niece that, you know, I've been raising for the last close to 14 years, uh-huh. and um, she's hanging around with a little girl that don't have no kind of relationship with God. She's very lost. I mean, the girl that, she's a young a young lady, she's a young adult, and um, the situation's just a mess. The devil's a liar, and I'm asking for strength and prayers and... Um, prayers for the world, because I know all this is going to be over with my niece. I know it is, but what makes me sad is she's hanging around with somebody that don't have no kind of relationship with um, our Father God in the name of Jesus. Right. Let's pray. Desiree, let's pray. Father, we ask that you would just pray for her niece. She's very concerned for her as 
Um, she is um, with someone who uh, is not about the things of the Lord um, and being pulled away into the world. And Lord, I just pray that you would just somehow put a hedge of protection around her, that you would just draw her back home to where she can be um, nurtured and cared for and uh, the things of God can be spoken to her. We pray for a softening of her heart and for um, just that protection around her. We pray that she would come home, Lord, and and that you would just uh, bring that about. I pray for Desiree, that you would just help her to minister to her niece and it's, she's at an age where so many are being pulled in so many different directions, and the enemy is deceiving. So we just pray that you would bring light, take the blindfold off her eyes, um, soften her heart, and bring her home. And Lord, bring her mostly closer to you more than anything. Touch her heart in a deep way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, you so bet. much. You You are welcome. We're going to keep praying, okay? Bye-bye. You bet. Hey, it's good to hear the phone lines ringing. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. If you got a prayer request, and Satan is working overtime uh, on our young people. And what has been hard over the last several months is many of them have felt isolated with being in school and out of school, then, you know, all the other activities perhaps being uh, put aside or canceled or all kinds of things. We've all experienced it. Uh, to one degree or another, and the uncertainty of what's ahead, because we hear about, well, schools could close down again, or, you know, all kinds of things, the the fear that the pandemic's going to spike, all these different things, and they feel the stress of that. So we need to really keep close to our young people. We need to really encourage them. And um, and uh, I, I want to just pray for our young people. I, I, I know it's been very, very hard for all of us, for those who are older, who haven't been able to get visited in a nursing home or in a hospital. It's been very difficult, and and so uh, we want to keep them in prayer. And and one of the tactics of the enemy, I believe, is to isolate people, to isolate them. So those of you who can stay connected online, if you're, you know, you don't feel comfortable getting out and going to in-person services, I know that uh, there's some high-risk, vulnerable uh, people that just... Um, aren't ready to do that, stay connected online. And um, and then also other ways that we can reach out through cards, phone calls, things like that. We talked a lot about that when this pandemic first began, but let's not stop. And uh, and Satan, he'll, he'll isolate people, and then uh, he has the opportunity to really get on them. Hey, we're going to continue with the phone lines. We've got an open line. Let's go to Nettie in Denver. Hi, Nettie. Hi, Pastor. Um, thanks for taking my phone call. And my uh, the reason why I'm calling is that I promised you I was going to be talking to you once I got to know her, my Aunt Nettie. My Aunt Nettie is, uh, is from Mexico. She lives in Yucatan. And she mm-hmm. broke her leg on December 24th. And then um, we, my, all my, my sisters and I live in, in a state, so we have to go out to Mexico and help the cousin that is taking care of her. And for one other reason, things went bad, and I was kicked out of the house. My twin sister was kicked out of the, out of the house. And um, But I told my cousin and his sister 
that my aunt was going to be well because yeah. this was not her time to go and she is walking. Okay. Ninety four so, years old. Oh she's bless walking. her heart. She's very skinny because they're not feeding <laughs> her and no. okay. um very well, but I don't know what God has for my aunt, but I'm giving him praise and thanks. And the um and we no matter what with the pandemic and then the pandemic, we can't go to Mexico at all. Oh, and, so you're not uh, able, you're not able to see I, her. No. Uh, well, okay. he's only talking to my older sister, and I we've seen pictures and uh, sent a video with my aunt walking. Uh, but the bottom line is that we are in God's hands, and He knows when we're leaving this earth and when when we're not. And yeah. there's a reason. I don't know the reason. My mother uh, went to the Lord two years ago in October 30th, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm fine with that. And But I know that it's not my aunt's married time to go. Okay. And well, let's, let's, let's lift her up to the Lord. And Father, I, I just, uh, as Nettie is called, praying for her aunt, um, that is elderly, that uh, has had surgery and a broken leg and, and able to walk, but still very fragile, very frail, and she, she hasn't in her family been able to um, to go out and see her in Mexico. And with the borders being closed and, and international travel being limited so much, I just pray for her. We just pray that she would continue to recover, that she'd be able to um, get the the nourishment that she needs. I pray for Nettie that you would help her and her family to have the opportunity to be able to minister to her. But Lord, we lift her up and thank you for the status update that that um, Nettie has given to us. And I just pray her aunt is so important to you, so precious to you, and you care for her. And we just pray for your loving touch upon her physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. And Thanks, I don't Nick. have anything against my cousins. Uh, I love them, and something happened there, but God is the one that has the answer. Yeah, God is trusting him. You keep you keep praying, and the Lord will hear you. Okay, Nettie? Yeah, yeah, and God bless you. And God Thank is going to get us out of this, and if it's time to go home with him, hallelujah. We have a living hope, don't we, Nettie? We have a living hope. <laughs> Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for calling, giving us an update, and, and we'll continue to pray, okay? Yes. You bet. God bless you. It is hard when we have loved ones that are away, especially if they're uh, living in another country or down in Mexico or up in Canada, or we've had people call or in other places and not able to travel. That makes it much more difficult. Uh, it does. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. Love to pray with you, and and uh, so call with your prayer requests or to answer your questions, and we'll go to the Word of God. But let's go to line three, Sam from Denver. Hi, Sam. Sam, are you there? Okay. No, Sam. So, Sam, hey, if you get a chance, call back. Um, 
I know he was holding a little bit. So we got all open lines right now. Love for you to be able to uh, give me a call and uh, to talk about the things of the Lord and talk about um, the things that are important to you. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. As we're uh, getting ready to close the first half of the show, um, just the first couple callers and what we've been talking about, I just want to reiterate again that um, when this whole um, COVID pandemic and we shut down and everything, we're all trying to get back slowly. We're doing in-person services here at Calvary Greeley, and a lot of churches are getting back. Some churches are still doing online. But um, the the thing about it is, is uh, we emphasized at the beginning about, you know, serving others, reaching out to others. And that still is true um, right now. And people are still feeling isolated. People are still feeling the effects of what has been going on. And uh, those perhaps uh, in nursing homes or in the hospital or uh, family members that uh, you're not able to see, other people as well, are young people with school, uh, activities, sports, uh, been juggling around all the sports. Some are doing sports, some are not. Some are doing football, some are going to do it in the spring. It's been a really um, a challenge for everyone in adjusting and adapting and the uncertainty of what is ahead. So we need to remember to just keep reaching out to others. We need to continue to encourage one another and to serve one another. And what can happen is is that we get, you know, so focused on other things. And, and I know that we want to be informed, and I know we have things going on around us. But as Christians, keep in mind that God wants to use you to be a blessing to others. And one of the things that we were looking at in Matthew's Gospel on Sunday is Jesus is talking about the harvest field. And I think it's a good reminder for us that he said that as Jesus looked out on the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. It means that he had you know, this response deep in his soul and his heart. He was moved as he looked at the people, and he saw them as weary and scattered, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he turned to his disciples and he said, the harvest truly is plentiful. And uh, he says, pray to the Lord to harvest this and not laborers into his harvest. And then the next chapter, you see that Jesus prayed all night. He called the 12 to himself and he would send them out with a specific message and a specific task. And we are to go out into the harvest field. Listen, there's a harvest field out there. And it is plentiful, not that it's going to be, but it is plentiful. And I believe that in the Gospels that it is four times that Jesus mentions a harvest. He did in John chapter 4, for example, when he spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well. And then she goes into town and she tells the men of someone who told me everything about me. And they came up the hill and and Jesus says, look, uh, the harvest that is there as they came up with those white turbans. And we know that there is a harvest out there to go out, we have a specific message to give, and that is the hope. And it goes back to that first question that was asked in the text line, that that person who says, I get angry when I look around me. Listen, don't get angry. Get your eyes on the Lord. Serve him. Look to who you might be able to help. There's a harvest field that is out there. The Lord is coming back. God still wants to use us. He still wants to use the church. So let's 
get out and serve others. And then Jesus, at the end of chapter 10, he talks about not everyone's going to receive you. He talks about, you know, being out in this world that a servant isn't above his master and all those things, God's going to provide for you, but uh, there is going to be uh, relationships that are strained and severed. But at the end, he says, there are going to be some who are going to receive you. And if you give a cup of water to a child, you'll receive a reward. And all of us can do that. You can give a cup of water to a child. You can encourage others. You can pray for them. You can be one that you can be a blessing. So we want to keep our focus on the things of the Lord. We want to keep our focus on serving him in every way. So, hey, we got all open lines. So give me a call. We're going to go to break. It's the only break of the show. 303-690-3000. Text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado with you this afternoon. Always blessed and uh, to be able to host the show. Uh, we got plenty of time for you to call. Um, would love to... Um, encourage you in any way that I can, take you to the scriptures, answer your questions, uh, pray for you as you call in with your prayer requests. we got all open lines, 303-690-3000. So let's get the phone line ringing. Uh, this is your show. This is an opportunity for you to be able to call in and love to be able to um, just uh, take you to the Word of God, encourage you any way that we can. That's really what this show is all about not just about academics and answering questions, that's a part of it, but really uh, see it as an extension of the pulpit, just uh, just having that conversation with you, encouraging you, helping you any way that we can. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. Pray that you're doing well today, that you're blessed. Hey, um, just a quick announcement here in Northern Colorado. Those of you up here in Well County and in the Greeley area, we are doing in-person services on Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. We are registering for services and for children's ministry. We have children's ministry available at all three morning services, nursery, toddlers, children's ministry, and then 9.30 and 11 o'clock, we have middle schoolers that meet. So register your kids, um, register for service, uh, and we'd love to see you. Uh, we're going through Matthew's Gospel, incredible study, and uh, come join us. We'd love to have you come join us for worship and a study of God's Word, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. You can get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, to register. Also on the website is our e-bulletin. You know, one of the things that, uh, again, as we went through the shutdown is we've really tried to uh, make it to where uh, all the information's on eBulletin, uh, trying to make that easy for you. And also on our website, all the information that is there for you. And so check us out. The location's easy to find. Uh, and all the information that you need for in-person services Wednesday 
Uh, we are continuing to do online service for the book of Jeremiah, Incredible Study. Again, you can listen to it on our website or also on Facebook Live as uh, we have that that is available for the services as well. So 7 o'clock on Wednesday, love to see you um, be able to, you know, uh, join us for that and connect in that way. And for a lot of people, they've been doing that, and that's the way they can connect to the church. So, hey, give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And we got a couple open lines. We are going to go to Michael in North Glen. Hi, Michael. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. What do you have for me today? So just... uh... In James 1, he, uh, there's a verse, and I think it's, I believe the gentleman said it was uh, 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 8, I believe, says that a man with two, man, uh, two minds is unstable in his ways. And I deal with uh, anxiety and depression. I've been uh, diagnosed with a major depression disorder and uh, a high-recurring anxiety. And I'm just, like, wondering, like, how does that work with me? Is it, like, just something that it's not something that I should deal with, or how should I deal with it? Well, yeah, and certainly, you know, is depression is a real thing, and discouragement comes with it and getting down. I don't understand it all, but I do know that as James is, is talking to— James is a general epistle. He's talking to all the Christians— and he is begins the chapter by just really saying that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So that's number one, that we realize that when we lack wisdom, that there is someone that we can go to. We can go to our God, and who gives all liberally and without reproach. So part of it is believing God's Word. And there's two places we can go. We can go to God, or we can go to the world. So James says, listen— to get godly wisdom, and there is a difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom, as we go to the Lord and let him ask of God. Second of all, so we can go to him, we can ask of him, and he desires to give uh, liberally, generously, um, without despising our request. So I think that's the first thing to remember that's going to encourage you that even in the state where you feel discouraged or depressed or defeated, we can still go to the Lord. He still wants to hear from us. It reminds me what James is saying of what Isaiah says in chapter 30, that the people were discouraged, they were defeated, and they were going to go to Egypt to get wisdom. And the Lord said, why are you going to Egypt? Don't go to Egypt. But in coming to me and returning is your confidence, is is where you're going to um, have stability and to wait on me, and then you will hear from me. So the first thing to remember, Michael, is that, first of all, don't doubt that God wants you to come. He wants you to come even when you're discouraged, even when you're down. Sometimes we think we can only come to God when I'm, you know, uh, got a certain mindset. Call to him. David was one, that, as you read the Psalms, that he constantly called out to the Lord when he was discouraged, and he got depressed at times. He did. He talks about soaking his pillow with tears. He talks about, he writes, why are you cast down, O my soul? And and so we can go to God. Uh, He wants us to go, but then he says, ask in faith. 
notice that we ask in faith because we have faith in him and know that his word is true. And we ask in faith because he desires for us to have faith in him, trust in him, trust in his word. And he says we don't have to doubt. We don't have to doubt his word um, in anything. Um, We don't have to doubt that he desires to do what is best in our lives. Um, And the one who comes doubting, doubting that I shouldn't come to the Lord, I shouldn't even ask of the Lord, uh, that he doesn't want to give me wisdom, that's where he says that's the one who's like a wave or a sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So we don't have to be sinking in despair, but to go to him and, and we can rise up in hope and we can have stability knowing that, okay, Lord, I need wisdom. I know that I can go to you, number one. I can ask of you, and you want to give generously. You want to help me in my life. You know, David wrote that the Lord will not withhold anything that is good. And we know that we can go to the Lord because he cares for us. We are his children, right, Michael? You know, I'm a father of, I'm a father of four children. And even though they're adults, I want them to come to me when they have need, when they need wisdom. I don't say, get away from me. Hey, I raised you. You should know better. Uh, I don't. I want to help them. I want to spend time with them. How much more our Heavenly Father, where Romans chapter 8 tells us that, that we don't have a spirit of fear, but we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. That's such a glorious verse. And those of us who are in Christ are the only ones that can really say that. Papa, I come to you. I have the spirit of adoption. I'm your son, your daughter, and I can ask of you, and you desire to give me wisdom. Uh, you desire to direct me, to speak to me, and and I can have that confidence that that you're going to do that. I can have that confidence that you want to do that in my life, and I don't have to go with doubt. I don't have to go and continue to despair, thinking you don't care about me. I can't come to you. So I think that's really what James is saying. And for you to just, you know, remember that. But go to him. Michael, go to him. Even when you're feeling down, even like David, uh, why you cast down all my soul? But get your heart and your mind on the Lord and go to him. He loves you. Okay. And then I just have, uh, like, two quick questions for you. Like, when I'm in that depressive, like, state, like, you know, a lot of, like, suicide and so forth so on runs through my mind. Is that a demonic presence that's trying to get me to take my life and take my soul? Or well, how's that working? Yeah, I think that the enemy, he's called the accuser, the brethren, who accuses us day and night. That's where he really, the battle goes on, is in the mind. He begins to accuse you. He begins to, you know, tell you lies, to deceive you. And and it does come from him. It, it, the discouragement, the world all those things. So um, here's the thing, you know, for you to remember, Michael, to have an outlet, to have somebody to talk to and pray with when you're feeling those thoughts, when when those thoughts come in. Very important that you have a family member you can call, very important a friend that you can call a pastor, somebody that's going to help you to be able to talk with you. Because I can guarantee, Michael, there are people out there that want to help you and encourage you and to be able to to help you through these thoughts and stuff. 
but you, you know the enemy is going to try to to make you feel hopeless and and that's what he does he's a destroyer he's a deceiver um and he's the accuser of the brethren so you make sure that you have some contact there and you get the help you make the call that you need to do when you're going through those times okay okay and then just one more quick question my uh, grandma visits like visits me in dreams like she doesn't talk to me but you know every once in a while she might say a few words I was told that's another demonic uh, spirit trying to get a hold of me. Like, how do you feel about a dead relative uh, uh, visiting you in dreams? Is that good or bad? Well, I I, I don't, you know, I, I think that, um, that, you know, dreams, is it just a dream? Is it visiting you? The thing that you don't want to go into the occultic kinds of beliefs of, you know, channeling of, you know, visions and dreams of a dead relative coming and speaking to you. Um, there's no, nothing in the scriptures that promotes that or says that there's a benefit from that. So again, is it just a dream that you're having? Uh, I don't know. Or is it some kind of deception that is coming? But here's the thing, Michael, continue to test the spirits to see if they are of God. Because the enemy will deceive in any way that he can, whether it's a battle in the mind, whether it's through dreams, a dream or something, you know, whatever it might be. And to be discerning and to, when you have those thoughts or you get very anxious to pray to the Lord, because it is, you know, Paul that wrote, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. You want your heart to be guarded in Christ Jesus. The battle will go on in the mind, but renew your mind with the Spirit of the Word, uh, the Word of God, washing yourself with the Word of God constantly, constantly. And I think that's going to be a big help to you, Michael. All right? All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, can I pray for you, Michael? Yes, I would love that. Because I appreciate you calling and just in the honesty of your heart, just asking these questions. But make sure that you have somebody that you can call when you're just feeling overwhelmed. And uh, you can call on the Lord and you can ask for wisdom because he wants you to come to him so he can bring you the comfort that you need and to strengthen you during that time. So, Father, I pray for Michael. I just pray that you would help him that you would, uh, as he um, is somebody who uh, that um, suffers from depression, from anxiety, that's very real, that cast him down, the doubts that come into his mind, even the, the things that come through dreams, Lord, that he would be established in you, that he would know that you love him, that, that he can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. He has the spirit of adoption to go to his heavenly Father, he doesn't have to doubt. He doesn't have to, uh, you know, think that he can't come and ask for wisdom that you want to give to him. But to come in faith, to come in faith that, that you are, are a father that desires to direct, to speak, to guide, to strengthen. And Lord, that you would do that work in him and that your word is true, that he can be established in your word, renew his mind with the word of God. Um, that he would know what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God in his life. Lord, that you would work, that you would just comfort him, build him up. 
Lord, that there would be those in his life that would help him be able to do that. Bless him in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. You call back anytime, okay? Thank you. Okay. All right. Hey, I just want to to give a quick number. If anybody out there listening, um, you struggle with suicide, thoughts of suicide, I'm going to give you the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and that is the 800 number 273-8255. Let me say that again, 1-800-273-8255. Focus on the Family Has a Counseling Line, and that is 1-855-771-HELP, H-E-L-P. And that's um, during the week, Monday through Friday. So that is a counseling line. And there is, listen, no shame in asking for help. Call your pastor, call a friend, call somebody. But please get some help. So again, the hotline, 1-800-273-8255, if you're um, uh, writing it down, or 1-855-771-HELP, H-E-L-P, for Focus on the Family. Or even if it's really bad, you call 911, okay? And and when in doubt, you call somebody for safety, okay? So I just want to pass that along. We want to give you all of the, the information that you can use because um, it is very real. And, uh, you know, the Lord loves you. And uh, But those times that you need help, don't be afraid to ask for help and uh, get the help that you need. Hey, all open lines, 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you. Give me a call. But um, there's somebody that um, that texted in, and it was a good question. If, and I love this question. It says, can you explain being born again? And sometimes people, when they hear that term, they say, what does it mean to be born again? Well, we know, as a lot of us, that Jesus talked about that to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. And he would say to Nicodemus, as Nicodemus came to him at night, and we know that Nicodemus, who was the master teacher of Israel, because Jesus said, you're the master teacher of Israel. And Nicodemus said to Jesus, we know that you come from God because no one can do the things that you do unless God is with them. This takes place right after Jesus did the first cleansing of the temple. And that was an amazing thing, what he did. And we know that as Um, Jesus began to talk to him. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus, he's thinking physically. Jesus is speaking spiritually. He said, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Nicodemus, you can't enter into you know, your mother's womb a second time, but that which is born in the Spirit is spirit. And do not marvel, I say to you, that you must be born again. Nicodemus, Nicodemus, who was so focused on the rituals and the teaching, he was the master teacher of Israel. He dedicated his life. He dedicated his life to the law, the teaching of the law, the sacrifices, all of that, And all of a sudden, Jesus is saying something to him that he had never heard before, that Nicodemus, if one, that includes you, want to see the kingdom of God, it isn't going to be by your religiousness. It's going to be that you need to be born again. 
you need to be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I say this to you. And we know that as we come to the Lord, Ephesians chapter 2 says that we are dead in our sins and trespasses. Spiritually, we are dead. But God, because of his great love, has made us alive through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the cross at Calvary, coming in faith, that we are saved, as Paul writes in Ephesians, by by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. As we come in faith, we're born again by the Spirit of God. And then also Paul writes in that whole section of sanctification that those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. So he goes on to say, if no one has the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So it is a great question. How can you be born again? You come and you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You come and you ask for forgiveness of sin, and that's why Jesus came, to take care of the sin problem. He came because all of us have sinned, and the wages of sin is death. And part of the gospel message is that we have a great need. The greatest need of any man or any woman is to be forgiven of sin. And if we don't come to Jesus, we will be lost. And we need to be born again by the Spirit of God. That means putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ in the finished work of the cross and believing he rose from the grave and that he is alive, the Son of God. That's how we're born again. So that's a very good question. It's not by works. It's not by religiousness. It's not by going to church. One of the reasons that I give opportunity for people to come to Christ at at every service, sometimes people say, why do you give an invitation? Because I don't want anybody to think that coming to church is going to save them. And unfortunately, that there are those who believe, well, I went to church, or I was a member of the church, or whatever the case may be, and um, so I'm, I'm saved. No, you must be born again to come to Christ, to believe in Christ, um, and to surrender your life to him, and, and to ask him to sit upon the throne of your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. It means to repent, uh, to turn direction, and, and um, we need to make that clear to others. So Nicodemus, he would come to understand that, because Nicodemus, he would come as, as at the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It's such a touching story when you really read about Nicodemus was told, Jesus said um, two things that you must do. Number one, uh, well, number one, you must be born again. The second must, Nicodemus was told that, Nicodemus, I must be lifted up, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. I'm going to go to the cross, and I'm sure that when Nicodemus looked at Jesus on the cross, he said, I understand, I understand that he's dying for my sins. And Nicodemus would become a disciple. He would become a believer. He helped Joseph of Arimathea to take the body of Jesus down from the cross and prepare it for burial. Um, Absolutely amazing when you look at Nicodemus. You know, it wasn't his religiousness. It was him looking at the one who was lifted up for him. And there is one that is lifted up for you on that cross. And when he was on that cross, he was thinking about you. And the invitation is always to come. Come and believe in me. Be born again as you put your faith and trust in me. And and that's a message that we can give to others. So very, very good question. Um, Appreciate that question. Um, We got open lines. We got a few minutes left, but I'm just going to continue to go 
um, through the text line. There was um, one that said, um, pray for Tiana. Um, so uh, I, I, another 13-year-old that hospital um, was in the hospital from a suicide attempt. I, and so I'm not going to read it all, but let's just pray for this one. Um, and um, you who have texted in, we talked about some things, um, about um, some scripture that will help. Um, Lord, we do pray for Tiana. We just pray for this young person um, that uh, has been so deceived, so confused. And Lord, I just pray that you would comfort her heart, that you would draw her to yourself. And and um, Lord, this family member, this brother, um, that is desiring to minister to her, that you would help him, that you would guide him, and Lord, that you would just um, be with him. And uh, Lord, I pray that she would get the help that she needs. She get the spiritual help that she needs. And Lord, for all the people that are struggling out there, just um, feeling isolated, um, feeling alone, that Lord, that you would just bring the comfort that only you can bring. So Lord, I pray that you would help her, this young 13-year-old girl that's, that um, is in the hospital right now, that she would know that you are her future and her, her hope. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. You know, one of the things in Second Corinthians chapter 1, Paul's writing that, and he would say that God desires to comfort us with a comfort that only he can truly give. Let me read it to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able then to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. So that's a good verse, uh, Brian, as you're seeking to, to seek God's word. Paul's writing this, he said he was writing this when we were pressed beyond measure, when we were despaired of life. And Paul wasn't saying that he was suicidal, but he's saying it was pretty bad when we came out of Asia. It was so bad we were despaired of life. To remember that God is the God of comfort, so that is the scripture for you, and that he wants to comfort your sister, and that he desires to give you the wisdom and the strength to be able to minister to her as you are comforted by the Lord. Psalm 61 is a psalm, um, and read the psalms to her. Uh, as David, particularly in book number two, uh, is just calling out to the Lord. We just talked about how he would write, Why you cast down, O my soul, but hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer in Psalm 61. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed, and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So, you know, Psalm 61, 62, 63 are psalms that you can read to her and minister to her. And, and that whole book, book two, David, uh, is the author of many of those psalms talking about uh, the Lord coming and, and helping him. So hopefully that is of help. Um, and um, But uh, also just uh, to be able to minister to others. So um, anyway, we are getting ready to end the show. We don't have anybody online. Let's see if we can maybe get one more prayer request in before we close here the hour. So it says, I'm a believer, and I know that God forgives our sins if we repent. Why is it hard to forgive ourselves, and how can we accomplish our own forgiveness? Thank you, and God bless you. 
You know, sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it is hard to forgive ourselves. We know that God has forgiven us, but I think it's just understanding the love and grace of Jesus Christ. You know, Paul, he's one that persecuted the Christians very heavily. In the book of Philippians, as you read that book, I think that's a good help for you, as Paul would say that um, this is what I do, uh, and I want to read it to you. In Philippians chapter 3, they, he would say, as I go to it, Colossians, Brethren, I don't count myself having to apprehend these things, but this I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things who are, which are ahead. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul says, one who persecuted the church. That weighed very heavily on him. But he says, I'm not going to let that just hinder me um, and keep me from moving forward. So this is what I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, I put them under the blood of Jesus Christ. And then I reach forward to those things which are ahead, towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, for all of us, let's put it under the blood of Jesus and let's move forward. And and the Lord desires for us to continue to reach forward um, to those things which are ahead, to the goal of the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Paul was able to do that. He said, I was a waster of the church. I was a violent man. Um, but those things I, I have put under the blood and I'm going to move forward and I have counted for the loss of Christ knowing him so hey thank you everybody God bless you so grateful to be with you pray that you have a good evening as uh, we begin to close the day out and looking forward to being with you next time Calvary Live will be back here tomorrow at the same time God bless you you've been listening to Calvary Live Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.